0: You're listening to The Racking Focus Podcast. Hey, welcome back to The Racking Focus Podcast. I'm Josiah Blizzard. And
1: I'm John Doyle. And uh, we saw, what is it, Spider-Man, No, no Way, Way, Way Home. Home. Uh, I'm really excited to sit in this car and have this conversation. Like, I, I hope that the people here are ready for the ride, that we're going to take them on.
0: Uh, there are massive, massive, massive spoilers coming your way there's no there's no not spoiling this film so there's no point in there's no there's no point
1: what I guess we can uh, here's our non-spoiler review if you like Spider-Man or you like the Marvel Cinematic Universe or you like the concept of redemption as an underlying concept in cinema you should see this immediately and then come listen to the podcast hello Peter
0: What have you done with my machine? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what machine. Do you want to play games? Catch! Uh... Don't worry, ma'am! I'm coming! Peter! Uh... All right, so let's let's dive let's, just let's dive spoil, right in. Spoil this freaking thing. Um, let's go. I just watched the the Toby Maguire trilogy um, this this week. Didn't get a chance. To, I have never seen the Andrew Garfield films. Um, I did a four minute recap or something like that of each film, so I understand what's going on. Oh my gosh! I, I having grown up with the Tobey Maguire. Toby Maguire. I, I can't even talk. I'm so like yeah, amped, That's man. Fine. Um, having grown up being like 10, 11, 12 years old when those films come out, this was like, it was like pure nostalgia flowing through my veins. Um, I, it's like the Spider-Man film you want to see, like that you wish you, like you could have seen as a kid. I, I, I don't, I don't know how to describe how fun that was. I,
1: I agree with you completely. I want to say, uh, just as a, like. From a business person's standpoint, Marvel literally just said, Sony, this is how you should have done all <laughs> of the other movies with these really fine actors. Like, yeah. look at who you had. Look at what you could have done.
0: Yeah. Seriously. I, I mean, okay, so let's just real quick. Again, sp- there's massive spoilers. I don't think we've necessarily spoiled anything yet. No.
1: Um, But we're going to. Let's
0: just, let's just jump in and say everybody who was in this film and- we'll just go from there. Okay. Great. Okay. Um, Goblin was better than ever.
1: Truly. Uh, yes. And a masterful actor, right? Yeah. But just allowed to just do the whole. Willem
0: Dafoe package. was, this was his, I think his best report performance as Goblin. It In didn't the,
1: feel cartoony, right? Right. That's the he, thing. F-
0: he felt, he felt so evil
1: and dangerous.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. He was, he was, he was frightening. Um, Ock, Doc Ock, we knew was in this from the trailers again. So again, not really a spoiler. Um, and I like the there's a big. I expected him to be more evil and more villainous, but from Spider-Man Two, he's really just so conflicted, and it's never right. it's and that's what that's what uh, all the villains in the Maguire series were mm-hmm. like. They were all these conflicted. They're not villains. They're just they've been manipulated by this evil that surrounds them and it it's carried into this film as well um with every with every villain right mm-hmm. that's every spider-man villain that we've seen has been corrupted in some way whether right. by choice or or you know just you know I don't know but ox uh character in this like I love that he was on Peter's side for the second Half, yeah, I you mean, know, for let, the most part,
1: let's not get lost in that yet, though. Let's finish up. That's who we fair, got. So there's so much to talk about. We saw Sandman, right? Um, Sandman, yep, yeah, Lizard,
0: uh, Lizard, uh, Electro,
1: Electro, right?
0: Electro, um, they dropped one real early. Did not expect for no for Daredevil to drop in, well, technically for Matt Murdock to drop in.
1: Um, Although he gets his daredevil moment, he does get a Look, daredevil I'm going to say that I oh, thought th- I thought the movie wasn't going to be able to get better than the Matt Murdock moment, right? Yeah. At so the very beginning of the film, I was a little worried because it felt frazzled and yeah, you know, it was th- the pace was moving really quickly, uh, and I felt like uh oh, are we just going to have some yeah. crazy madness? And then we we move past that. There's like this moment where we just sort of say, we're going to restart the film here. And and the Matt Murdock moment is sort of where that happens. It had
0: to, it had to, um, this is a continuation fully from, um, Spider-Man, uh, far from home. Right. Right. Like you can sit down and watch that movie and this movie back to back as a continuation of the one giant film. It's, it's yeah, it's just one giant film. And so they had to, since that was two years ago, right. Two and a half years ago, they had to play some catch up and get you back into that frazzled kind of mindset. And that's why I think it was moving so quickly. I don't think it did any damage to the film. No, not at all. But I was it's if that was been it was worrisome. If it had been two hours and 40 minutes of that it would have been
1: rough. And then we were sitting down with Murdoch and uh, I mean, he appears and suddenly you're like, okay, we're back in the hands of these people who know how to craft This whole package, he is spectacular. He's great.
0: Well, and and having, uh, I mean, Feige teased maybe a week, two weeks ago. Uh, You know, if Daredevil does return, then it would, it would, it would be Charlie Cox. And like, he's just like. I Little do you it know. Shot. It's in the can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been edited for weeks now.
1: And there's a cool thing that you're going to love. Yeah. Uh, and that, I would say that's not even fan service, right? Like, it's not even fan service to have him do that. It's just beautifully done. Yeah. And well, it just makes sense. Having just right? watched Hawkeye, and we yeah. still have one episode of Hawkeye to go, we know that we're on a collision course with Daredevil. Oh, yeah. And so this introduction Fully. is just very smartly done. Just, yeah. Just fantastic.
0: Fully on a collision course. Um so very excited for for all of these seeds that they're planting there. Um other than other than those characters, I mean the two big ones is Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield right. coming back. So both both Peters. Um that I mean Andrew Garfield has been playing aloof for like a year. Right. And he's gotten to the point where he's gotten angry. <laughs> at people like just yelling like I am not in this movie. Stop asking me this stupid question. Um, and I don't know what Toby's been doing, but I, I was so. I mean that was that was so fun, man.
1: That was they. Yeah, it was fun, and it also did the thing that it needed. So they, this movie punches every single button it needs to punch. Like yeah. that's that's what makes it as so so good. I mean Garfield gets his redemption, right? That in, yeah, in a yes. in a moment that yes. is so com- like if you're a Spider-Man fan or you're an Andrew Garfield fan or whatever, like his moment with MJ at the end of the film is transcendent. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
0: and it, and it, and it, it uh, I there's no words man that I have for this because I don't think I'm going to be able to give an honest review just because of how how fun and thrilling and joyous and heartbreaking every all of this stuff is in this movie you know like there's just there's so much jam-packed into what two and a half hours mm-hmm. which is kind of crazy to say considering it's two and a half hours long it's a little bit right. longer than that actually i think but it, yeah man it, i i haven't seen again the the garfield spider-man films i've seen bits and pieces mm-hmm. i have seen that gwen stacy scene yeah which is heart-wrenching yeah
1: um well and it's a straight comic book moment yeah and to have Spider-Man be able to experience redemption mm-hmm. is spectacular. Like it's so good for that that healing. And this yeah. whole movie was about fixing people. Yeah, and he was able to fix him. And then Garfield. I mean, I think he. I mean, I think he rocked his performance. So crushed it. I mean, across the board, he was spectacular. There, were, I don't know if there's a, a really a beat of his work in the film that wasn't just really fantastic yeah. to watch whether it was comedy or it was drama or it was that self-effacing weirdness right, right. Um, yeah, yeah. Or, or that moment where he and MJ get to share this beat that's about that where they both understand something so important has happened and it had to happen right mm-hmm. like once we lose Aunt May pretty much everybody else isn't going to die like right, right but that doesn't matter because it's the how that work is what makes yeah. what Marvel makes work
0: right I think that this, you know, if if you didn't watch any of Loki and you came into this not understanding the multiverse, if you, as long as you've seen either Toby's films or Andrew Garfield's films, or if you've seen both, this is like, this paints the picture of, oh, I understand what the multiverse Mm -hmm. is like now, right? Like there's these tiny variations, these tweaks to reality. Things might happen in the same way or they might happen slightly differently but the the message or the theme or the point or whatever that is happening to that person's life like peter is on the same arc right in all the realities that we've seen peter parker exist in so far Mm -hmm. right like it's the same with great power comes great responsibility arc um self-accept like all of these things right uh, that that you see Toby and Andrew's Spider-Man deal with, Tom Holland also is going to have mm-hmm. to deal with just in a very different way. Um, and I, I think that was so fun. And it, it made me feel, I mean, we watch, you know, there's a, there's a ton of like Easter egg videos just all over YouTube and there will be for this 100%. Yeah. But it just felt like, honestly, uh, Marvel was making like kind of an Easter egg multiverse video, but like made the Easter eggs be actual plot points and like right. actual things that matter and so they're like we'll give you all the easter eggs you want but we're going to do it in a way that actually means something rather right. than just like sprinkling in daredevil for the sake of putting in daredevil right? right like there's a reason he's there
1: right we need a lawyer he's our lawyer right he's a lawyer for superheroes all makes oh, sense right yeah. like I, th- I think you're right and you know the same thing with the you know each each beat we see you know it's yeah. Our, our, our Peter Parker is going to kill Green Goblin the same way Toby, Toby McGuire does. Right. And so Toby Maguire can get redemption from that. Right. Like that those beats right. are both right. Easter eggs and right. their plot drift. Toby
0: can save Norman by jumping in front of the blade this time rather than mm-hmm. dodging the blade. Right. Right. Like there's so much redemption for all of this. And and what's great is that. So far in this series, uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man is the only Spider-Man who doesn't have that, um, that, that barrier of needing redemption, right? right. Like his redemption comes in his sacrifice of himself in the end. Right. And it's not like a, it's not like a death thing, but it it is, it's, he's dying to himself in the sense of like, everybody else is going to forget me and I'm going to have to start fresh. Um, Cause it was his problem to begin with. Mm-hmm. Right. So like his mistake was the same mis- I can't say that. I can't say that, um, Toby McGuire's and Andrew Garfield's mistakes were like letting goblin die and letting electro die. And like all those people, um, because you know, you kind of have to, it's part of this whole superhero thing, right? Like R- right, what happens, but right. there's this redemption thing that comes with Spider-Man who wants to save everybody and he can't do it. Um, tom holland hasn't had to really deal with that um so i'm wondering if at some point in this next three he's signed on for three more films Mm -hmm. wondering in the next three films they've essentially rebooted spider-man with tom holland again no right right like they just rebooted the series Mm -hmm. at the end of this at the end of this movie um and so we will we'll see where that goes but yeah very exciting movie yeah, so I
1: so like there's redemption after redemption. We yeah, have that, over and over, over and over again, and we also have this cool thing that all of those universes are going to get their people back, right? right? and they're all going back better than they left. Right, like right, th- right. So, I mean, well, and it, and it
0: makes me it makes me question like when Norman goes back. Um, I'm assuming that all of these, what it sounded like, right, was all of these villains were pulled out of their. Out of their universe at the time right before death. their death, right? And so now Norman will go back to Tobey Maguire's uh Spider Man right before he's going to get stabbed. And he will, I'm assuming, Doctor Strange will send him back at the same time.
1: I, you, I'd assume so, and and Toby at the same time too, right? So, like, they're gonna sort of appear in these. Well, actually, Toby was much older, right? We, this is all. Those two yeah. guys are older, and that that. But they'll come back, and there'll be a redemption moment there. Yeah, things will change,
0: right? That and so it, what it means now is that Norman Osborn can have a relationship with Harry, and right. that things will be, things may be altered a little bit. It's just I don't really and understand. that's a multiverse. That's a multiverse. But that, yeah. And
1: so we just you can just let that go. Yeah. Because this story is telling us that, and it's the Aunt May thing. We can't avoid the tragedy in Spider Man's life. Yeah. but that tragedy will always be a tragedy that leans you towards being a better person. Right. Uh, and I thought that moment was really something else too. I mean, that... Uh,
0: I... I You know, it makes me beg the question of, you know, is there an Uncle Ben? Was there an Uncle Ben in Tom Holland's universe? Because um, I, I, if there was, I can't remember if he's mentioned him or not, and and if he did, it's it was very quick in a single line. Um,
1: but his loss isn't the loss... Of the Uncle Ben of our right,
0: and May Spider-Man. is the Uncle Ben in mm-hmm. this. Uh, so I love the I love the gender swap. I love that. Yep. Um, you know, I, a movie ago or two movies ago for Spider Man, I never would have guessed that it right. Aunt May was going to be, you know, the Uncle Ben of this mm-hmm. of this series. Uh, so I loved what they did there, and it was, it, you were kind of waiting for it in that scene. At the second she says those words, you you know, it's oh yes, there's so much weight, right. So much weight.
1: Well, they did such a nice job with her not just being dead. Like, it's so Mm -hmm. important to give time. And it's not like you didn't realize, oh, she was really hurt. She's not a superhero. (laughs) I'm going to be talking about here. Right, right, right. But you are in the film and you let the film take you on the journey. And that's the sign of good storytelling. Yeah. As opposed to, you know... Um, th- like it being an Easter egg for us. Oh, look, right. it's our Uncle Ben stand in. Right, right. Like right, right, It felt so motivated and so right. Everything
0: felt like it was in the right spot at the right timing, and the right pacing, in the right position. Everything just felt right. Um, and so did all the acting too. Like Tom Holland's performance over that was, it was hard to watch, man. Mm-hmm. Like that was, it, they, all the actors in this film did a great job. Um, yeah.
1: Well, in what must have been. A right bizarre right. closed set environment yeah. with the madness of the level of special effect that's running through this film yeah to have the ability to be that sort of focused emotionally with all of them uh, the other thing i want to say too is that we you know we're talking about these rich deep emotions there's so much humor in this thinking movie like there's so much humor
0: yeah I mean when you get three spider-mans together <laughs> you just have a bunch of witty comments flying about right like i i mean but but the the supporting characters too are just there's there everybody's just so fun to watch and you have to have you have to have that humor to balance out you know goblin and the uh, and may death right like Mm -hmm. all of these things need to to be there but even the villains are funny
1: no that's what i was like right
0: like so they're able to like They're just humanizing all these villains, Mm -hmm. um, which makes them less comic booky, I guess. Cartoony, let's say less cartoony. That's exactly that's the exact word I'm looking for. Less cartoony, right? Because Doc Ock isn't necessarily funny in Mm -hmm. Spider-Man Two, and neither is Goblin, and like they're not they're not funny. Um, I again haven't seen the Andrew Garfield ones, but everybody had had, even if their lines weren't delivered for comedic purposes. They made them feel, it ma- it made for a funny beat, right? Mm-hmm. Like Lizard says something at some point, and I'm like, that's funny. Right. I don't think he meant that as as humorous, but that was funny.
1: Right. The the direction, the pacing, the writing, all those things yeah. drove us into these moments where we have real humor. And it, I mean, it starts right from when we walk into. I mean, it starts from the very beginning. But when we walk into Strange's uh, uh, frozen wasteland, right? Yeah. yeah. And there's oh, we're already having jokes, right? right? And those jokes are entertaining, but they're also character-driven. And yeah. strange is strange. He's he's turning into. I mean, he's become more humanized. Yeah. Um, We needed to see him here, though. I I mean, so much of this is about yeah understanding that we're headed on a journey, and now we're there. Like oh, we're man, on yeah. the ride for the next it it year.
0: It finally feels like Phase Four has actually gotten in itself into gear right? right like the car is actually in motion now it felt like we were kind of sitting in a parking lot for a little bit mm-hmm. just trying to get we're just circling the parking lot now we're out on the on the highway um so yeah it, things are going to be moving quick i think over the next couple of movies um but yeah i mean i think you're right i think the humor that's in this film it, it does a good job of not undercutting the emotion or right. the drama either like there's movies that will use hum- humor um Particularly for me, the sequel trilogy for Star Wars uses humor in a way that I find like it just cuts, it cuts the drama away. Like it just doesn't, it doesn't make an emotional impact anymore Mm -hmm. when you use that sort of humor. But in the MCU here, especially in this film, it is character-driven. It allows for more development. It pushes the story forward, um, and it humanizes these comic book characters. Right, these cart, what is very cartoony like. People, Right. Like, right.
1: And that's one of the problems of those ar- original six Spider-Man films is they end up making a cartoon choice often. Oh, man. As yeah. opposed to a comic book choice.
0: I watched Spider-Man three last night and that thing goes off the rails mm-hmm. so fast, so quick. I, I, Steph had, Steph watched it with me last night. She had never seen it. She couldn't believe what she was watching when (laughs) Spider Man starts dancing down the street. She could not believe what she, she was, she was like, is this over yet? We need to go to bed. This is stupid.
1: And, and the cartoony is the thing, right? Yeah. That we want to avoid. And MCU has figured that out. But that, that, because they're honoring Stan Lee's vision of this form of entertainment that has that quip. That's present mm-hmm. in amongst the tragedy, yeah, uh, and so so they, it just works wonderfully. Like the humor is exactly right. Uh, what do you think about Stephen Strange? Talk about Stephen Strange in this film.
0: Oh, uh, mm. uh, well, he's not. I learned he's not uh, Sorcerer Supreme, right? <laughs> like, great. I did learn that. Didn't realize that, um, but yeah, I mean Benedict Cumberbatch, man, is just he's so great to watch in everything he, he does. Um, and it's always fun to watch him as as Doctor Strange, and he's he's just kind of like he's just kind of there, looming right in this. And it's he knows less about all of this than I thought he did. Um, and so I'm excited. Like you said, he needed to be there because of how fast the rest of these films are gonna like they're gonna push us forward so quickly. Um, and for his film to be the next film, multiverse of Ma- in uh, multiverse of madness to be the next film, like you needed him in this movie. Mm-hmm. 100%. If we, if we didn't get him, we would have been completely lost. Um, when and they, he's got to right. fix, I mean, he didn't, There's. I'm assuming, so at the end of this movie, he fixes the multiverse thing,
1: right? So there's a sacrifice that Peter makes that f- solves the problem that's happening. Oh, okay. Right? So but, the
0: multiverse is open, but the beings coming to that,
1: I think that we don't know an answer to that clearly okay. enough. And that's where we, are. that's why we didn't get a second post credit scene. And we got a trailer right. because we, they can't answer that question. They, that can't, Right. We, there's no place for us to go because literally that movie is going to follow on this one. Yeah. And there's cracks and we saw those cracks and those cracks look just like Loki cracks, mm-hmm. right? Like there's certainly Loki. There's also, um, you know, uh, Agatha Harkness color, yeah, that, into that, that purple, that really purple, interesting. Right? Yeah. But there it's Kang was just screamed Kang to me too. Mm. And so that, there's, a, and I, I know we're, well, you know, I, I
0: expected, I, for some reason I was thinking that, um, you know, when they were going to, when they were saying like, Hey, do you have this place? Is there's this place where Peter goes to like, they said the Chrysler building empire state. And I was like, Avengers tower. It would only make sense. for the, And I, I was expecting to see, like, a Kang sign on top of right. the tower for some other tease to be in there just to, hey, remind us that Kang is still it's kind still of around. looming. Um,
1: But part yeah. of this is that, you know, the there's cracks or something broken mm-hmm. that gets resolved. But we saw figures coming through who are going to be, like, if you want to know who they all are, you should go watch. Yeah, go what, watch screen, screen Crush or, or the New Rock Star right, or whatever. Like like they're that, gonna right? just pick them they're all out. Say, There's Rhino, say who it is. This guy, right? And that that guy. that's that's yeah. great. Like that's yeah. cool. But more importantly, the fracturing being resolved feels like it's not permanent, right? Mm-hmm. And and the multiverse right, right. breaking can't be Spider-Man's fault either. <laughs> no, <I'm not. laughs> like something else has yeah. to happen. Well, it's
0: yeah, and so it feels like it feels like the multiverse was opened, right? Like almost like this portal was opened, and these beings, everybody who knew, it was like this, it was like this weird piece of code that was written, like, um, anybody who knows Peter can come through, but if you don't know who Peter is, you're not coming through, and so, like, it causes, it causes all of those villains to come through, and, and all of the other people, all of the other Peters, and all, I'm, I'm surprised no MJ's made it through, either, like, that was my one, my other thing was, uh, I was thinking about, was, like, no, no Mary Janes, made it made it through no Aunt May's made right. it through
1: but it feels like the movie had made I mean it's all plot driven right yeah like where, yeah, why, yeah absolutely. why why that's where that might have become the easter egg fest that we wouldn't like right right by, that by, it would have gone a step too far right, Streamlining Right. Um, it would have
0: felt work. it would have it definitely would have felt too cluttered Mm-hmm. I think if you had Kirsten Dunst appear in in the film like it just wouldn't have made sense. And
1: people couldn't have their emotional beats with right. our Spider-Man universe, which is what this was about, yeah. right? Yeah. And by having those emotional beats with our Spider-Man characters, they were able to heal themselves, right, outside of their own universal laws or whatever is yeah, there. Yeah, definitely. But so like that I I thought that was the, there there is this fracturing we're not to deal with and I'm wondering like how where where Loki, this film, uh, WandaVision, like, how are they aligned? <laughs> yeah. Because that alignment may well be what is going to get us to the next film.
0: From Multiverse of Madness to the
1: next... To, to Multiverse the... of Madness. Oh, like I It see. may be that Loki's happening now. or Well, Loki's happening...
0: Loki's not happening and is happening all at once. Right. Right? Because... Time isn't linear, it's a it's this loop. It's a right. circle. Um, and so yeah, that's happening all at once.
1: And that can't be resolved because there's a Loki season two that has to <laughs> resolve it. So like there's it just feels right. like we're in this place where it's so exciting to think that they know what they're doing. Yeah. And we get to explore it. And and anyone who wanted to know, like wanted to know that Andrew Garfield was in this film had the wrong purpose right because what's special isn't just like that you get the nostalgic beat from toby maguire because that's nostalgia is not a, isn't healthy it's like fine yeah. but it's not like yeah. the answer yeah. it's that something's done with toby maguire
0: right right he's not in this just to put him in this he's in this to resolve his films to give him redemption, mm-hmm. right? Cause those three films, they don't really, they just kind of end right there. And they didn't, they didn't give him any sort of redemption for what had happened. In fact, Spider-Man three kind of retcons Spider-Man one in, in that series. So it's, it's kind of right. a weird, it's just a weird movie all around. And so I'm glad that he, he appeared in this film and, and the same with, same with Andrew Garfield. Um, and the three of them on screen was just right. so so great to watch. Um, I don't know if you know this meme. Everybody was thinking, hoping that this meme would would appear in this uh, in this film of the three Spider Men pointing at each other. Right, and it does. They're just not all in costume. Right. Um, they're just in a lab. Right, which is just more Peter Parker just pointing at pointing himself. Well, and itself, right?
1: and uh, the other wise thing about letting it be, you know, our Ned and our MJ from mm-hmm. MCU is our MJ is sarcastic and wise and. Mm-hmm. Our Ned is is sort of goofy and earnest, and yeah. they became great uh, foils for right. the Spider Man moments, so that it was we were able to get gags or insight into those moments by the, our characters who we have being really human and really fully fleshed out, yeah, right, uh, and and so we're able to uh, to hear little dribs and drabs when we had our Spider Men without yeah. without it feeling I don't know. Uh, Uh, cheap
0: right 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 totally agree Um, let's talk real quick about the mid-credit scene (laughs) Um, I haven't seen either the Venom films right this makes total sense that Eddie Brock is is in he was pulled into right except it doesn't does he know does he know who Peter Parker is
1: so we have to assume that
0: well, I guess he knows who Peter Parker is.
1: He knows who Peter Parker is. He
0: just doesn't know who Spider-Man his Spider-Man's identity.
1: I I can't tell you I haven't anything seen the films. about those films at all and I'm going to have to watch them now. I uh, yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. It so he gets at the end of the Venom film he gets sucked into this universe. Like we Stop, see him really that's what happens at the end of it. So but no one knew what it was. Oh, they just knew he got he disappeared. Now we understand he got sucked in by the Doctor Strange spell, <laughs> and that then he got sent back. Like we we get that. So That's, there are
0: people who legit thought Venom was going to show up as a, a villain in this film, or was
1: entering the MCU that they they were bridging the Sony verse and the and they may still that may still happen, but this sort of said no, we're going to shut the door again. Right. Yeah, well, now. it
0: just depends on who plays Eddie Brock, right? And well, I'll no, cro- not right. I'll cross my fingers that it's not Topher Grace, uh, and that it will be it. I, I can't imagine it won't be Tom Hardy.
1: But, I mean, Venom's coming. We saw Venom. Venom's coming. Right? We know Venom's there's, a,
0: there. there's a there's a there's a symbiote that is left over on the the bar top um, of some Mexican of Danny Rojas, her. who is uh, if you've seen Ted Lasso, then right. uh, that was a fun little surprise there. But yeah, I think that uh, I think I mean, Venom is the character that everybody wants to see square up with with Spider Man. Like, legit square up, not mm-hmm. not the Spider-Man 3 version. Sorry, Sam Raimi. Um, didn't do it right there. Um, and so, like, that, that feels like it's coming. And, again, haven't seen those films. I don't know if anybody, like, Carnage will follow or if any... You know, I don't know. I don't know.
1: I can say that... Adrian
0: Toomes is still in prison somewhere, I'm pretty sure.
1: The smartest thing they did here was they... Have lit- so, Sony has... Is, is going to make so much money yeah. on purchases and rentals of yeah. the th- Here, other six Spider-Man films. You do the work for us, right?
0: We'll collect the royalties, and you here's you guys do the hard work. People will watch all
1: those <laughs> old films, and they will watch your two Venom films because all of them have right. suddenly become important, right. to understanding this movie. And like like when we were walking out of this theater. It was a panorama of Spider-Man geeks. Like, I oh, go to man. a lot of superhero movies, yeah. but this was over-the-top Spider-Man geekdom. Yeah. Uh, and those folks are, I mean... They were great
0: to watch the film with. Oh, that's they were sure. great to watch the film yeah. with.
1: But they, they were all theorizing, right? Which means they're all going to go back and watch those freaking films over the next yeah. week.
0: Oh, they're, not gonna, they're probably going to come to the theater another three times. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, they're going to have to. I mean, at one point in the film... You know, three Spider-Men's jump off of the Statue of Liberty, and I'm like, I feel like I'm like, this is like a Comic-Con here. Like, this is <laughs> like, a, like, like there's just Spider-Man everywhere, uh, and you look around, there's like guys in sweatshirts, and their hoods are up, and it's like a Spider-Man right. zip there's zip up all the way. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, so fun, man. So fun. Uh, yeah. So Venom's coming. I I mean, I don't know what else. I don't know what else they do. I mean, I imagine that. I imagine that Spider-Man will appear in some other ground level show, film, something, right? Like I I feel like at at some point there's going to be Spider Man with Daredevil, Spider Man with Kingpin potentially. There you right. know Spider Man with Punisher. Well, like who knows? Like there's like you just open the you've opened the door through things like hawkeye and uh you know this film and just a- everything else that they've done to say like okay we can just literally have people now just pop up for 10 minutes 15 minutes throughout the course of a you know two episode you know i don't know like six episodes they pop up for mm-hmm. two episodes of it right like he could just show up and it can be complete cg and you just got to get tom holland into voice act for right, it, right? like yeah. you don't have to do anything he can just swing by <laughs> So the options are limitless here and I'm, I'm very excited for wherever they go next. Uh, but I'm glad Tom Holland's staying in the role for the next three movies. I really enjoy him. I mean, after watching again, the Toby series and the snippets of Andrew Garfield's Tom Holland, I think is my favorite to watch. Although I, I, I have appreciation for the other two.
1: Yeah. I, I think that these are really just well-crafted, well-designed movies and they, they, they feel like comic book movies right like they do and that's what the mcu is able to do yeah and i'm just amazed that you know 20 years into this experience that they're still able to produce innovative yeah fun like uh novel presentations that when i watch the film i'm like uh I, there's nothing in this film that's ultimately surprising right do you, do you know what i mean no yeah absolutely L- We know these villains. We know what's going to happen. We know that there's the idea of redemption is going to be there. When Andrew Garfield, when when MJ falls and uh, Tom Holland's Peter doesn't get, gets bumped out of the way. We We know there's a salvation. We know what's going to happen. Yeah. But that doesn't alter the fact that it feels good in the same way that when the very beginning of the film, at the very beginning of the film, when he's in his conversation about getting into MIT— and suddenly Doc Ock is there, we don't... We, there's no surprise there. We've seen that in the trailer. Right, right But it right. doesn't matter because the adventure of it is so well-crafted. And that yeah, doesn't mean, yeah, like, yeah. just web spinning, right? It means each individual beat. You know, there was all that conversation online about, oh, look, th- you know, Doc Ock is going to be the big bad because he's taken over right. the nanoprobes. And in fact, it's the...
0: It's the opposite. It's the opposite, right? Right, right. right.
1: But, that's a, that, but that's not a surprise. It's just a, a well-crafted movement of drama. Yeah. It's just well-designed. And I, we know that Green Goblin's going to come. Well, he comes sooner. Sure, that's surprising that he comes right. sooner. But he's still present. The, that bomb needs to blow up. Well, like, right.
0: And stuff. and you know he has to turn. Like, you know that they all have to disagree to changing or else there's no movie. Right. Right. Like if it's just Spider-Man, like helping these guys out like that's I mean, that's great. But (laughs) that doesn't make for a fun film. And so, you know, at some point, something's got to go wrong. Something's got to change.
1: But that doesn't remove how well when you write a story. Well, that doesn't make any difference because each of the beats lands in a place where it's emotionally potent for us as an audience.
0: Agreed. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, where else do you want to go with this? Um, there's, I mean, there's, there's, there's nothing that we could say. I feel like that is going to, I don't know. It, it's this sort of thing where like, you see the movie, you know what you're getting yourself into. And I, there's no point in me touching on like the cinematography or the fight choreography. Like the fights were great. Like they were fun. There's some new stuff there. That's all that needs to be said about it.
1: Yeah. And right, like, and you have to be fully aware that w- Willem Dafoe is not going to be doing a lot of his fighting and so the fighting style there is going to be a lot of shaky cam but right. you're going to forget well, that with wide CGI shots or, right, right exactly like, i mean yeah
0: it, but it was it was it was fun to watch though like it was fun to see mm-hmm. goblin fight in a different style than he did 20 years ago absolutely and uh yeah that was great um but yeah i mean there's i don't feel like there's is there anything big that we're missing
1: i, I mean so When I think about this film from a like the filmmaking standpoint, just to back out to that, yeah, no, great. Their music is used extraordinarily well through the film. Mm -hmm.
0: You're having themes too come in from. You have goblins theme and ox theme um, come in from from the previous films Mm -hmm. as well. Yes, and that's
1: and that's really smart, right? It it Mm -hmm. feels integrated, and uh, and you have uh, a really again spectacular use of close ups, which Marvel's learning how to do. And those use of close ups matter a lot for yeah. the emotional beats.
0: Right. There in particular there's um, there's a shot of Tom Holland's Peter staring at the uh, J. Jonah Jameson's mm-hmm. billboard or his uh, jumbotron thing, right? And it is like chin to like eyebrow. Yep. And it is stunning. And then they and then they pull back for scale mm-hmm. and you get this beautiful silhouette and it yeah it
1: it hits home like and so the direction's really good and the visual imagery is really good you are watching a movie that has tons of cg in it mm -hmm. and certainly cg is never going to be for me as emotionally powerful as those big close-ups so you make the choice to do that Mm -hmm. i i also think that the the um the pacing of this film was extremely good i did Mm -hmm. not i mean i'm day after Covid <laughs> booster, you know, booster, yeah, right, right. I, I am a little wiped out. I did not feel lag at well, all. Well, no, and I've film. had a
0: tough week, and yeah. and I was I was surprised that it was over. Yeah, when we got to the end of the film, I said, "Wow, that went that was a fast two and a half hours."
1: Yeah, there either was there. There's a double beat. Uh, mm-hmm. So when you try and break this into acts, there's a thing that happens that the uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, th- yeah. There's a break. So, so there's two disaster. Normally, <laughs> in a film like this, right, there's that moment where everything falls apart. Well, what, what's the first disaster? It's, it's when everybody escapes, right? So there's the escape disaster, right, mm-hmm. where Goblin is Goblin, mm-hmm. and then there's the death, and and those two pieces, one after the other, mm. put us in such a position of tragedy. Be-
0: yeah, this this does really mess with a whole like mm-hmm. three act structure, right? Because there's this false start at the beginning, right, where you where it feels like you're more this is the whole, like, Spider-Man's more worried about he's getting into college, and this reminds you that Spider-Man's a kid. spider yeah, he's Spider-Man a senior in high school, is, for goodness he sake. He has a life outside of spider man right? Like, he has a life. He has a life. Like, this is, this is an actual human being who's mm-hmm. trying to do things with his life. And that's what Spider-Man's always been, too, right? Like, ba- how do you balance the two? And uh, so you have that false start there, and then you go right into the action.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So you the first 20 minutes... You have t- you have two inciting incidents. I think that's what it comes down to. Right, right. You have you have Doc Ock showing up, and then you have Green Goblins. Norman's turn mm-hmm. to Green Goblin again, right? And out of that comes Aunt May's death, which also counts as a midpoint.
1: That's right. That's what I'm saying. And exactly. so it's
0: it's this weird it's this weird double. Yeah, it is like a weird double take of.
1: And by doing that, it's like, again, you you essentially erase Peter Parker suddenly. Mm-hmm. So when Aunt May goes, Peter's broken and disappears. Mm-hmm. And now you have, you need the other two Spider-Men for the plot to continue. Yeah. And and you reset your film in a way. Yeah. And you start with, all right, we're going to start again and it's, we're going to move It's moving back.
0: pieces on a chessboard to get mm-hmm. them to, to the final, the final uh, attack, right? Like, it's it's really well done. I actually love that because it shows that you don't need to follow the standard beats Mm -hmm. to have a successful superhero film. You don't have to follow the same beat sheet, the same structure, the same act structure, uh, the same, you know, I, Hollywood, people like to say like, you know, Hollywood has this structure and they do this, this formula and all that stuff. And like John Watts clearly proves that you don't need to do that. Or whoever the writers of this film were proved that you don't need to, to, to follow that structure. You can take, and I think you know. I think that maybe why it feels, it feels both fresh, but also you know what's going to happen, yeah. right? Like because you're not stuck. Like it's the reason the film feels so quick is because I couldn't identify specifically when the midpoint was, or or when the third act, the third act climax is, mm-hmm. you know, about to pop off. Like I couldn't. I I was just in the film, right? Like they just sucked me into the movie, and that was and that was that.
1: Yeah, and we get, you know, we get that giant special effects moment in the mirror universe. Yeah. And then this... Gosh, I forgot about that. This Goodness. spectacular business. So I I was thrilled that math won. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it's thrilling that... And then this film's credits are on graph paper, right? Like, There's right. something to be said about our three heroes planning to go to MIT. Yeah. There's something to be said about what the Marvel universe wants to say about what how we should aspire in our lives. Mm-hmm. And that that was just a great moment where he's do, he's like doing math. You're like, oh, it's he's so like, cool. I'm good at geometry. Yeah. And it's not a good idea. The other thing about Peter, or our Peter Parker, our Tom Holland's Peter Parker, is he is he really is impulsive, right? And he does not think things out that well. Yeah, he does need the other two. I mean, your right. credit song being three is a magic number is a double play, <laughs> right? It's a play on three Spider-Man, yeah. and it's a play on him and his two friends, and right. that there's. There's something about that, like the fact that we get wound up in their their magic math care, like their their engineering desire, yeah, is, is like a driving plot point, yeah, and that's that's spectacular. Did you
0: read a ton of Spider Man
1: comics growing up? So I had a big period of I had a period of time where I read Spider Man, uh, probably. I, I, uh, I started reading just before Punisher appeared Okay, th- for a block of time there, and then I read again a little bit later on. Uh, Spider-Man's not one of my favorite characters, um, uh, partly because I'm a team guy, right? and right, I'm right. a big epic person, right? Right. So Spider-Man was too ground level. In fact, old Daredevil was too ground level for me, too. Yeah. I didn't read Daredevil, Daredevil very much until later in the runs. But the comics I read... There's a thing about Spider-Man comics that's about that like villain of the week, mm-hmm. who's a big wacky person who, for all practical purposes, fell into a pit of yeah, snakes. Yeah, yeah. You know, there yeah. was a there was a dude named Rocket Racer who was a <laughs> like a, a roller <laughs> you skater guy. Oh, you've you, t- I think you've you told me I mean? about this yeah. guy before. Yeah. So yeah. like, and who I loved, I loved that character. He's A yeah. black guy, like I loved that character, but that there's there they, <laughs> so so yeah, so th- this. <laughs> That uh, that's all I'll say about my Spider Man. No, that, that, I guess no stop that
0: no that's great. I I just was I wasn't sure what your experience was growing up with him. I mean I I never really read comics. Um, again, my whole introduction to Spider Man was really the Tobey Maguire films, and then you, you end up playing you know Spider Man on PS Two or something like that, and then, uh, yeah, like but it's it's cool to see. I think this film's great because it's gonna bring multiple generations of Spider Man fans together. Uh. And just it, it just wraps all these stories up in a nice little little bow and launches us into the next into the next trilogy. Yeah,
1: it's I mean, I think we're what we are just seeing great, uh, yeah. great popular filmmaking. Right. So like this isn't an A24 film. Right. Right. And it's not supposed to be. But it still has the va- value of all of the craftsmanship and that craftsmanship isn't just about pageantry. Yeah. And that's what makes this a good film and it's what when Marvels at its best, that's what it's doing like when we those those transcendent moments yeah. are moments where they understand that that's how it's going to work. What
0: do you hope to see from Spider-Man in the next couple movies? What do you feel uh, like is missing? What do you hope that you that you see them do?
1: So we have the opportunity now to first of all, let him be Spider-Man without the relationship. So I think the mm-hmm. next film needs to be about him re-engaging with his two friends. Right. I, I, yeah. I really want to see that, but I don't want to see, I want to see that be part of the process of the film, mm-hmm. not the point of the film. Right. Um, uh, I, I think Venom is what we're going to see. I don't think we're going to, we can avoid Venom being here, uh, And I don't know if that's next or if that's one after that. But what I do want to keep in mind is, from my standpoint, these films are part of the cinematic universe. And so what I really care about Mm -hmm. is the interweaving moments. Agreed, yeah. What I want to see is him with other superheroes in his film, the way we had Doctor Strange here, where it's really a vehicle for Peter Parker and Spider-Man Yeah. And we live his tragedy again. That the, the Ant May stuff spectacular, but on the other end of it, we other people swing their way in, right? Because his relationship with others and what the the joy of Spider Man does is what for me makes those stories exciting.
0: There was a great little tease from Electro. Oh yeah, and saying that somewhere out there I was, I, you know, I was hoping that you were gonna be, uh, you know, Black Spider Man. Right. And Andrew Garfield apologizes for not being black. And I'm just like, yeah, you got to bring Miles in. I, and it feels like that's got to be the next thing that they do. And in this in a way, not that this felt like a test. This was really kind of like a big crescendo moment, right, of three Spider-Man being together. But we we see that this works. And so therefore, it would make sense to pair up Peter and Miles or at some point for Tom Holland to pass the torch. To a Miles Morales, um, and become almost like a guy in the chair that you know in in a, in a way. But also, I don't see I don't see Peter Parker going away. Yeah, I agree as, as Spider-Man. But and I think that, I think they need to be together at some point.
1: If you think about three more movies and what will amount to, I don't know, nine years or ten years. There's a point where Holland is an adult. Yeah. Right. And so he's going to go to college. We're going to see these years, I, I, whether it's one year again and we do three years of college or whatever. We start a right. sophomore year, whatever, whatever happens with that. Um, I, I mean, I'd love to see him be a photographer for the newspaper a little bit. That would be mm-hmm. a cool thing that, to throw back. But on the other end, end of yeah. the spectrum, um, what I'm really interested in is. Uh, is the is us staying with his journey. And that means maybe Mar- Miles Morales is his you know, he's a mentor to him. Yeah. What would be a super cool process. Right.
0: right. Yeah. I think, I think they have to go that direction at some point. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, I, I think I'd like to see them wrap up some stuff with Vulture as oh, well. That's true. Um, and see where they go there. And then just more interaction. Like you said, weaving in and out of other superheroes, other, other characters in the MCU. Um, again, they've set up, they're starting to set up this ground team of people mm-hmm. um, with, with people I, like I said, look like, with people like Daredevil and Echo and s- even Kate Bishop at this point. Um, you know, all these characters that's sitting in New York exist mm-hmm. and uh, be fun to see them all interact in some way,
1: yeah, exactly. And and th- we know they can tell the stories now, right? M- not that we didn't before, but this really this landed, really, yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely.
1: All right. Well, uh break. I have nothing else to add yeah. as of now. I, uh, I'm
0: gonna have to watch the movie and, again. and I, I think you
1: want to see this in a theater. You absolutely want to see
0: this in a the theater. And you wanna see it soon in a the theater before all the crowds dissipate. I know that sounds really weird considering COVID is still looming, but this this is um you know, after seeing Endgame in theaters with a ton of people pre COVID, this is the next closest thing I've had to that experience. Yeah, agreed. Um and Spider Man is a fan favorite for so many people that You know, you don't need to have seen a ton of MCU films. You can go with your your family who who has seen the other Spider-Man movies and they will be just as excited having not seen, you know, the 20 something films that the MCU put out in the last, you know, 11 years or 12 years. Um, And
1: and the energy of the theater and you don't want to be spoiled by it. Right. But yeah, at this point, you I mean, we're doing this at the end. I'm just saying it so we can say it because I want to be on record Uh, but yeah, being in that room with that energy was refreshing and we've seen a pile of movies with like five people and it's not bad, but boy, this feels different. It's,
0: it's fun. It was packed. It was packed in there. So, uh, go have fun at the theater, wear a mask, get vaccinated, enjoy the movie. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this episode of the Racking Focus Podcast. We'd love for you to join in on the conversation by leaving us a message at anchor.fm slash Racking Focus Podcast. The link is in the description of this episode. We'd love to feature you in the podcast and respond to your questions and thoughts in a future episode.
1: And if you want to track all the films we watch and talk about, you can catch either of us at Letterboxd. Uh, You can find me there at John Doyle.
0: And I'm at Josiah Blizzard. The links to our profiles are also in the description of this episode. We'd also love for you to leave us a review wherever you're listening.
1: And we ask you to leave a five-star review because that helps people notice us, but you can leave whatever comments you want about us in the review. That way you can share your opinion and increase the conversation.
0: Lastly, follow us on Instagram at Racking Focus Podcast, where we post screen grabs from some of our films we're watching and where we'll keep you updated on the episodes that are releasing week by week. If you are listening to an episode, we'd love for you to share a screenshot of that episode you're listening to and tag us in your story. Anything else to add, John?
1: Nope, but I think Stephanie has something to say. Next, the guys
0: will be watching and reviewing The Witcher on Netflix. Thanks for listening to the Racking Focus podcast.